0: to get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss today we have a crazy story of an entitled dad for years weaponizing their son for sympathy and money we'll get into that in a bit but first parents always dump their kids with me at family events me sarah f others family members it seems quite a few people have similar stories so here's mine and how i handled it it was probably a bit of a jerk I was probably a bit of a jerk at the end of it all. I never wanted to be a babysitter, but somehow that's what I always ended up being at every family gathering. It didn't matter if I barely knew the kids or their parents, they would always find a way to dump them on me and disappear. It started when I was 14 and continued until I was in my 30s. I had moved away from my extended family when I was 5, so I didn't see them very often. But whenever there was a birthday a wedding or a holiday they would invite me and my parents to join them and that's when the trouble began the first time it happened i was sitting at a table with my cousin and his wife who had just had a baby they seemed nice enough but as soon as they finished their food they handed me the baby and said they were going to get some drinks they didn't ask me if i wanted to hold him or if i knew how to take care of him they just assumed i would be happy to do it i wasn't i had never held a baby before and i had no idea what to do with him he was tiny and fragile and he smelled like milk and diapers he started crying after a few minutes and i panicked i tried to rock him to sing to him to make funny faces at him nothing worked he just cried louder and louder attracting the attention of everyone in the room i looked around for his parents hoping they would come back and rescue me but they were nowhere to be seen They had left me alone with their child without a word of explanation or apology. I felt angry and betrayed. How could they do this to me? This happened many times over the years until I had enough. The last time it happened, when I was now in my 30s, at a party and gathering with my husband's family, I decided to take matters into my own hands. Once again, parents came over to introduce themselves and left their baby with me, even though I clearly told them that I was uncomfortable with them doing so but it would only be for a minute. 10 minutes pass. 30 minutes pass. As the hour mark approaches and the baby is getting very fussy, I got up from the table, carrying the baby with me, and walked towards the bar where I'd last seen them. I pushed my way through the crowd of people, ignoring their stares and comments. I finally spotted them, laughing and chatting with some other relatives with their glasses of wine in hand. They looked relaxed and happy, oblivious to my plight, I marched up to them and thrust the baby into their arms. "'Here,' I said, "'take your kid back.' They looked at me with surprise and annoyance. "'What's wrong?' My sister-in-law asked. "'What's wrong?' I repeated incredulously. "'You left me with your baby for an hour without asking me or telling me where you were going. You expected me to babysit him while you had fun. That's what's wrong?' They exchanged shocked glances. "'We're sorry,' her husband said. "'We just wanted to catch up with everyone. We didn't think you would mind.' Well, I do mind, I said firmly. I'm not your babysitter. I'm your sister-in-law, and I came here to enjoy myself, not look after your kid. They mumbled some more apologies and excuses, but I didn’t listen. I turned around and walked away from them, feeling proud of myself for standing up to them. I thought that would be the end of it, but it wasn’t. The next time I saw them, they had another baby, and they tried to do the same thing again. And so did other relatives who had kids. In multiple occasions. It became a pattern every time there was a family event someone would dump their kid on me and disappear it didn't matter if they were my aunties uncles cousins or in-laws they all seemed to think that because i was an only child and because i didn't have kids of my own that i would love to play nanny for them they were wrong i hated it i hated being treated like a free service i hated being ignored and taken for granted i hated being stuck with kids who were noisy messy demanding and sometimes rude I hated missing out on the fun and conversations that everyone else was having. I hated feeling like an outsider in my own family. So I stopped going. I stopped accepting their invitations. They didn't seem to notice or care either. They never asked me why I stopped coming. They never apologized for what they did. They never tried to make it up to me. They just moved on with their lives without me in them. And so did I. I found new friends who respected me and valued me for who I was and never used me. What sucks is this isn't a situation where they hand their baby off to you and you can be like, well, screw it, I'm just gonna set this baby down and walk away, it's not my responsibility. I almost thought OP was going to say, like, they walked to the bar where they last saw them and were going to, like, hand the baby to the bartender or something like that. It's definitely fair game, though, to go find the parents and make a big scene about them leaving their baby with you when they said they were only going to be gone for just a minute. Whoa, sorry, we just wanted to catch up with everybody. Not what you told me. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my mom always steals food from me. My family and I are all eating a hamburger. She comes to my seat and asks me for a piece, even though there are ingredients in the kitchen or on the table to make another one, and I can make one for her without any issues. We're eating a pizza, same thing she always takes a slice from me. Are we eating the exact same thing? She always takes some from me. Just earlier it happened again and I replied, there's another slice of bread in the kitchen, why do you have to take it from my plate without asking? She says to me, it's to be nice to your mom. And I say to her, but it's a matter of principle. It's annoying that you always have to take food from me. It's enough, don't you think? And she remains silent. What do you think? I definitely think there's just some people out there in general, whether it's relationships or family, who have this concept that it's okay if they mooch off other people's plates, that, oh, I just want a bite, I don't want my own whole thing, but I think it's equally justifiable to be annoyed from those kinds of behaviors. It almost comes to the point where if it's so predictable, you just make slightly more and just have it set off to the side for the mom tax or whatever. You hear of partners all the time who go and get some burgers and fries and says, do you want some fries yourself because they know they're going to mooch? They say no. You order an extra small anyways. Just cover your bases. Our next story is, partner's sister is an absolute entitled mother and I hate her. My partner, 22 year old female, has an older sister in her 30s now. She has two wonderful kids, but she herself is an absolute entitled butt and I want to rant about it. She has her first kid in her early 20s and makes that an excuse to say she needs to relive some of her lost years? What does that mean? Every weekend and sometimes on weekdays, she dumps her kid at my partner's house, most of the time unannounced, and goes out drinking. She doesn't give them food or my partner money to get them food, which would be helpful because my partner and her mother both make only a little over minimum wage. She does not communicate with anyone on when she'll pick them up, or when she does, she almost never keeps her word. And on top of that, she does not give any compensation to her family members for watching her kids. In some cultures, your family doesn't expect anything in return for these kinds of favors. However, that's assuming every member participating actually has some consideration for each other's time and effort. This is even worse in the summer, by the way. The kids will go weeks without going home. This is a huge problem again because that household does not have adequate food. They're often given junk food. They don't have their own room or their own privacy, which really sucks for the eldest who's an adolescent right now. At this point, maybe you're wondering why the heck these people don't just lock this woman and her kids out. My partner bears the burden of being the mommy to these kids while she's trying to juggle a job and school full-time. She absolutely hates it. But her mother doesn't give a crap. She allows them to come over unannounced, but then locks herself in her room when the kids complain about being hungry or bored or whatever. I guess that also makes her an entitled mother for just expecting her daughter to deal with a problem she let in. I think things are only going to change when OP's partner chooses to let them change. They need to be able to stand up for themselves and say that they're not going to be pressured into taking care of these kids, and only then will anything change. And certainly, they'll probably keep on trying anyways, but if OP removes themselves from the situation, removes themselves from any responsibility, and if these kids go uncared for as a result threaten to call the adequate proper services, only then do I think things will change. Maybe even look to move out and find their own place where they can maybe even keep that information private so they can't even drop the ball on OP's partner. Our next story is, what's with some people when it comes to Halloween? Around this time of year, tourists and residents always make traffic and foot traffic really bad. I love people looking into the history of this area, but Halloween is where people from all over come. Streets are packed all day and night. Sometimes before even 7.30, I run out of candy to give to people, and they keep on asking if I'm sure that I don't have more, especially the parents not from this area. I've had people with young kids saying, come on, we traveled all the way here for Halloween and this is how much you're giving us? Or stares as if they're asking for more. I used to give out pretty good sized bars and packages for the young kids, but that was obviously taken advantage of. Parents came back the year I decided not to give out the good sized bars and complained how it was unfair. Kids would give me looks. It's really frustrating when we spend more money to decorate and buy the candy just for people to complain it's not enough. It's Halloween, enjoy the time you have instead of worrying about candy or having the best. This one dad came with his kid a lot later than he should have and got so frustrated when I ran out as I just gave the last to a kid in front. He complained how I should see if I have more or if I had any other candy that he could have. I think he was implying my own candy that I may have bought for myself. I told him that I normally start earlier, as other people would come earlier. He cussed me out and left. This area is really proud of what they do for costumes, performances, and welcoming others. Some overly decorate as a show of lights and little haunted houses. Some don't even give out candy, but little projects. All we expect is a little respect to keep a tradition going. This guy really frustrated me of how selfish he was. Anyone else have similar experiences? I mean, as a kid, when you're going around trick-or-treating, if you hit a house that just doesn't have any more candy, sure, it's frustrating. And, you know, if a kid acts slightly frustrated or disappointed that you don't have any more candy, it's one thing, they're kids. But this father coming over and cursing you out because you don't have any more candy because you gave them out to kids? That's just straight-up sad. Also, I just want to venture a wild guess and guess, was this like Salem, Massachusetts? I'm just trying to think of like what area would be known for witches or something. Our next story is my, 25 year old female, mother doesn't approve the relationship between me and my boyfriend, 24 year old male, because of close-minded reasons. What am I supposed to do? Me, 25 year old female and my boyfriend, 24 year old male, have been together for a year. We have a great relationship and I love him a lot. Unfortunately, we don't live in the same city, so we can't see each other a lot except for weekends, so sometimes he comes to my house and sometimes I go to his. His parents welcomed me in the nicest way and they're great people, meanwhile my parents immediately didn't like him because he doesn't come from a wealthy family, he doesn't have a degree although he still works, they don't want us to see each other on the weekends as if they don't want us to be close. I had a huge fight with my mother about this because she said deeply mean and disrespectful stuff about him in our relationship. My parents have history for being overly protective and kinda abusive towards me. They want to control every single aspect of my life to the point of emotionally manipulating me into leaving him. This situation is making me so deeply upset because my family has always been an important support system for me, so I don't really know how to move forward after all they said to me. I can't believe I'm a grown adult woman who has to go through this because my parents have insane standards they put on me in my life. I'd appreciate some advice, even from people who had to go through a similar situation. I mean, at 25 years old, if you love this person and you want to be with them, they don't have any way to actually force you out of it. If you truly love and want to be with this person and they can't accept that and they continue to abuse and smear his name, talk bad about them and try to pressure you into leaving him, That's when you start informing them that they're not talking bad about them, they're talking bad about you and him. And that when they're saying all these mean, rude, or vile things, they're only standing to hurt OP directly. If they can't support you, the choices you make, or the people you want to be with, that's when you start telling them straight up, they keep being like that, you're not going to be around them as much anymore. You stand to protect yourself and the people you love, and sometimes you have to do that from other people that you love. This next story is, mother is being selfish. My mom who has been mentally abusive and a narcissist as well as a drug addict has been cut off. My reason for this is cause of my miscarriage I had was used as an excuse for her to not deal with a baby and when I told the person with baby they could come over because I was moving, she got angry with me and told me she was going to use my miscarriage as a reason to not come. Not including any of the things she had done during the pregnancy, So, when I became pregnant again now with my boy, I decided to keep it to myself and keep it from her because of what she had done. Well, she recently found out through another person and sent me a very sarcastic and rude message on Facebook, my old account, and then two days after, an email talking all about herself and using ending things as a way to, I guess, make me talk to her, and now won't give my old mail and items to my grandmother, saying I'll have to go there to her. But, I'm a high risk pregnancy and can't be under lots of stress. But I know for a fact she's going to attack me if I try to get my stuff. And it's been very frustrating and adding fuel to the fire for her never being a part of my life. She has always been a jerk to me and has forced me to be around people who SA'd me. And the biggest issue she has with my predator uncle who did things to me is the fact that she didn't get what she wanted when my grandfather died. She got an entire house, car, and money and still claims is not enough. Not the fact that he preyed on both her children. And that's just the beginning and a tiny bit of everything she's done or put my sister and I through. Most of my family can't understand why I don't want her around, and it's just irritating. And I just need a moment to rant. I think when relatives are being like this and they begin threatening ending things... That's when you honestly have to call their bluff, call for a welfare check, or depending on what state you're in, have something like a 5150 or Baker Act or whatnot go on. If they're threatening that as a way of manipulation, you don't play around with those kinds of games. Our next story is, Entitled Dad weaponizes his son for sympathy and money for years. Hi everybody, first time posting, but I've been listening to a bunch of those narrated posts over on YouTube while I work. And i wanted to share some experiences from a few years ago these mostly involve me 33 non-binary my wife 36 year old female a former friend of mine aaron 43 year old male and his son ethan these are set across a six or seven year period i have way too many of these but consider these the greatest hits shortly after my mom kicked me out at the age of 17 the day after christmas don't worry she'll have her own post eventually after crashing with my best friend's family i moved into my first place it was an absolute slum but it was only 200 dollars a month total utilities included i wasn't there very long but in that time i had a couple of roommates but eventually my girlfriend now wife moved in anyway by chance we met an old friend of mine who had moved away at the grocery we catch up and after a few pretty solid days of hanging out he introduces us to his friend group One of these people is Aaron. Aaron was a decade older than the rest of us, but he was a big gamer, loved D&D, comics, fantasy novels, Star Wars, anime, etc., and was basically the older brother of that friend group, who were a bunch of 20-something nerds. My wife and I hit it off with him really well. Despite my description of him, he was a pretty charismatic guy. Well, after hanging out for a few weeks, he'd mentioned that he was the super of the building he lived in, He was in fact not the super and that his parents owned the place, which was true. He let us know that the apartment across the hall from his was opening up soon and we jumped at the opportunity to get out of the heck hole we lived in. About a month later, we were neighbors. Things started out fine, for the most part. Aaron was recently divorced and his son Ethan, who was one at the time, lived with him full time. In the beginning, he worked at the local KFC, and he got free rent from his parents. All he needed to pay was utilities. Well, for whatever reason, I honestly can't recall, he was let go from KFC. From that point on, Aaron wouldn't have a job for the next four years. Now, I'm not going to disparage anyone for not having a job. It's happened to me. However, Aaron, at the time, was more than capable of working. He just didn't. Instead, he played a lot of games, especially MMOs. He was always hitting up his guildies for cash or gifts. However, this got to the point where people would stop playing with him altogether. During this time, he'd often hit me and my wife up for money and gifts as well. On top of that, anytime we'd head to the groceries, he'd hand us gift cards and things, and expect us to bring him home food too, literally every time. I live in a very walkable city and don't drive, so we'd be carrying back food for this guy and his kid. Anytime we didn't, he'd throw a huge tantrum, the dad, not the son, and talk about how we were taking food out of his son's mouth, or punishing him for being a parent. Because my wife and I are child free, he'd say we didn't understand because we hated kids. We don't hate kids, mind, and little Ethan was basically like a nephew to us. Every once in a while, he'd also convince some of our driving mutual friends to take him on grocery runs. But those only happened maybe two or three times per friend, because they wouldn't put up with him like we would. That all came to a head when he tried to guilt trip some of our friends, streamers, on stream at 1am for not dropping everything to drive across town, pick him up and buy him dinner. Yes, buy him dinner. That is, three days after they bought him a $300 gaming chair because his fat butt broke his. That and driving across town to build it for him too. When I say his fat butt, I really mean it too. He was pushing 500 pounds. Now, I'm pretty heavy myself. A lot of my friends and family are. I completely get it. However, one of the things he did was constantly eat out. Really big meals at buffets or ordering multiple pizzas. Stuff like that. He said he liked cooking but he basically never did this did not help his weight and it very much didn't help his budget during this time and later when he finally got his new short-lived job he was always asking my wife to watch ethan while he went out to who knows where we're talking five to ten hours at a time sometimes for days on end she saw ethan more than aaron did we were there for diaper changes baths potty training meals all of it my wife basically raised him All of this without pay, other than him occasionally buying us some food. Because his divorce was insanely bad, his wife tricked him into having Ethan by lying about birth control, stole his car and crashed it, resulting in him losing his car and having his license revoked and then cheating on him with his best friend and running away with him, he was super depressed all the time. He was allergic to mushrooms, so he would always say, as soon as Ethan was graduated, I'm going to buy some magic mushrooms and end it all really messed up stuff like that his place was always torn up as well the grossest place i've ever seen and he'd convinced my wife and me to clean it for him once again using his son as a guilt trip somewhere along the line he had let ethan pee all over the floor and spilled juice and stuff so his carpeted floor was always covered in mildew the bathroom was a wreck as well covered in human waste grime and more there were also toys and trash everywhere Both he and his son slept on mattresses on the floor as well because they had to get rid of their bed frames. Why you may ask? Because of the bed bugs. These bed bugs plagued our building for years, but he wouldn't report them to his parents because he said they'd kick him out if he or we did. He had a washer and dryer provided by his parents, unlike the rest of the units in the building, but the dryer broke about 2 years after we moved in and he wouldn't report it to his parents for the same reason. This meant that he and his son wore wrinkled, mildewed clothes all the time. It got to the point where he convinced my wife to take their clothes whenever she went to the laundromat too. And, of course, she was paying. Somewhere along the line, he got bitten by a spider on his leg, which nearly had to be amputated due to necrotizing. This was apparently a combination of him not going to the ER soon enough and something about his diabetes? Luckily, after making all these plans with us to take care of him throughout his recovery, his leg was intact. However, he would then go on to use his rotting leg, his words, to milk more sympathy out of everyone around him. Thankfully, his dad, who also owns some local car washes, ended up hiring him to be a car washer to bring in a bit of money here and there. Don't get me wrong, his parents were abusive jerks. I get it. But after working there one year, he got into a huge fight with his dad about being late all the time and quit. At this point, his dad also started charging rent. Because of that whole debacle, we started making big meals for both households to keep his food costs down, all while still providing free grocery pickups, childcare, laundry service, cleaning, etc. By this time, Ethan was in school as well, so my wife would walk him to and from before taking care of him in the evening. We also started giving them $500 a month to help him get back on his feet with the promise that he'd look for a job. Right out of the gate he said he wouldn't do anything that had him on his feet because of the rotting leg. Fair I guess. But he also wouldn't work a temp job or at a call center. Also because of not driving it had to be within walking distance. But not too far because of his leg and his weight so the only jobs he could do were online. So, instead of looking for data entry or something, he decided he wanted to be a streamer. Freak me. That summer, his AC broke along with his oven. Again, instead of reporting it to his dad, the landlord who was responsible for these things, he begged me and my wife to pay for the fixes. Well, around this time, I got an offer to move into an apartment complex literally only three miles away that was exclusively for artists. I was a full-time artist, working in game dev and doing some freelance photography and graphic design on the side, so this was a HUGE opportunity for me. Well guess what? He started guilt tripping me and my wife about it, saying that if we moved away, he'd never see us again and that we were being unfair to Ethan. Three miles, that's all. Honestly, I guess he was right, but I'm getting ahead of myself. By this time, all of my friends had had enough of him. They figured he was fun enough to hang out with but he started being a jerk to all of them too. Like, for instance, storming out of multiple D&D games because he didn't like how they were going and not playing for months before coming back like nothing ever happened, and then doing it all again. No one but me and my wife would even talk to him after all that. So, knowing what an opportunity moving into this artist collective would be, my friends had an intervention with me. They explained that I was being manipulated and that instead of helping him and his son, I was being an enabler and that I needed to move and support my family. Well, with much protest from Aaron, we moved. However, I would still go for visits and my wife still occasionally sat for Ethan. We also still paid him $500 a month. That was until I gave him a cookbook about cooking on a budget and he lost his crap. I told him that I really wasn't comfortable with him wasting all the money I gave him on junk food and that he should at least try to cook healthy for him and his son. At this point, Ethan was getting bullied for being overweight and his teachers had started saying things. I told Aaron that I wasn't going to enable him and that if he wanted my help, he was going to need to make changes. He was furious, saying I was just like his dad who had abused him physically, psychologically and financially his entire life, and that he was going to do whatever he wanted with HIS money and that if I stopped paying him, that I was abusing his child. He told me that if I was going to do that, he'd never speak to me again and that that would be unfair to Ethan. I straight up told him that that was bull and we can still be in each other's lives but at this point I felt I needed to remove money from the equation, and he told me that I was making this decision to never see him again. But that was enough. I told him to have a good life. A few years later, I got a phone call from him asking about helping him get into his Minecraft account, which I had gifted him, but I couldn't help. And I also got a message from Ethan asking if we could see each other. I didn't respond because I didn't want to risk being manipulated by his dad again. I literally still get stress nightmares about him nearly a decade later. I know that a lot of this was my fault for not setting boundaries, but I didn't know that at the time. I'm just trying to move on now, and that move I made? Best thing I've ever done. The Collective helped support my indie game studio, so we're doing good things, including showcasing at the freaking Smithsonian, and now I'm the property manager for the building, and I also manage their community gallery. Seriously life-changing stuff. I hope this was a good post. If you'd like more about Aaron, like the time he bashed a door into my head repeatedly because I wouldn't take Ethan to the movies on our adults-only trip, him, me, my wife and another friend, despite his sister agreeing to babysit, let me know. Thanks for reading. I'm glad the move and everything worked out so well for OP, but I can't lie and say that I'm not feeling just terrible for Ethan both from the quality of the parenting they're experiencing and the fact that they want to reach out and connect to op who honestly i'm willing to bet op and their partner mean more to ethan or at least meant more to ethan than their own father did just by pure temperament and raising alone and weren't able to just because their father was that bad our next story is karen let her kid run out in front of our car my mom and i went to pick up my dad from work This evening and on the way home, a mother and her children, all dressed in black coats, it was very dark being winter in the UK, were standing by the road, not at a crossing, just by the road. It was my mom's right of way, so she kept driving, not expecting the Karen to step out in front of our car and then gesture for her kids to run across behind her. My mom had to slam on the brakes to avoid hitting them. My mom rolled down the window and politely but firmly said they should be wearing brighter clothing if they were going to cross like that because she couldn't see them. The lady snapped, oh shut up. My mom yelled that she should be more careful and drove away. Well, yeah, 100%, that's how you get run over. And not just you, but your poor innocent kids who don't know any better.